0: of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the word together.
1: The day of the Lord is this, this section, the seven years of tribulation. So the day of the Lord, what's going to happen? The seven uh, sealed judgments will hit the earth. Seven trumpet judgments will hit the earth. The seven bowl judgments, we looked at that when we went through the book of Revelation. Revelation chapter nine excuse me, chapter six through 19. So we see this here in a timeline, what's gonna happen. Uh, not only did we see it in the book of Revelation, but uh, Isaiah talks quite a bit about this day. And if you read this, hopefully this will inspire you to tell your loved ones about this time that they should not go to this time, they, they need Jesus. So this is what's gonna happen, Isaiah 13, six. It says, wail for the day of the what? Lord, same time, is at hand. And it will come as destruction from the who? That's God. Therefore, all hands will be limp. This, think of this. God is going to judge the earth. It's going to be destruction time. Over half the world population in the seven-year period will be wiped out during that time. That's how devastating it is. It's, it's going to be just so devastating, it says that their hands will be limp. In other words, you ever see anyone that's just so dead, They're like they're in shock, and their hands are just like this, like, no way. Every man's heart will melt because it's going to be so terrible. And they will be, what? Afraid. Pangs and sorrow will take hold of them. They will be in pain as a woman in childbirth. As we're going to, we just read in our text, the same exact thing. They will be amazed at one another. Their faces will be like flames. The heat will be so hot and devastating. Behold, there it is again. The day of the Lord comes cruel with both wrath and fierce anger to lay the land desolate and he will destroy its sinners don't miss that sinners we're not sinners we're saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ he's going to judge the sinners of the earth those that reject Jesus Christ those that are evil those that follow the antichrist those that follow the satanic ways so they will be judged okay will destroy its sinners from it for the stars of heaven and their uh, consolations will not give their light the sun will be darkened and it's going forth and the moon will not cause its light to shine guys we don't want to be here i will punish the can we say that out loud the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity i will halt the arrogant of the proud and i will lay low the haughtiness of the that's scary stuff i I pray i hope that we realize as believers in Jesus Christ, we will escape this time. This judgment's not for us. We're going to see next week that we as believers are not appointed to wrath. This is God's wrath. We're not appointed. That's not our appointment time, but it's for the world that rejects the Lord. But, but keep this in mind. So you don't want, I don't want any of our loved ones. I don't even want people that I don't like so much to go there. <laughs> well, there's a few people that I'm thinking that they're... <laughs> the evil I'm talking about that are killing innocent babies. And we're gonna get to that. But guys, we're going to escape this time, but I pray that this message wakes us up, that we tell people about Jesus. In, the lo- in love and truth, and just let them know, do you know that, the, that God's going to judge the world? Do you know everything that's happening, I believe, is like a, like a foreshadowing of things to come? And this is really nothing. When, when I talk to people, when I'm out and about, and I start talking about the things that are happening, and, and the, the world is saying, oh, we're going to have better days. Oh, we're going to put these days behind us. That's what they're thinking. And I I'd lovingly tell them, well, I'm sorry to tell you this, but biblically speaking, it's going to get worse. And they usually, their face turns white. They're, what are you talking about? We've got better days. Let's think positive. Well, if you're a Christian, we've got great days, much better days. But this earth is going to be judged. You don't want to be here. You don't want anyone to be here. But look back, verse 2. For you yourself know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. As a thief in the night. So the thief in the night... Refers to the wrath of God, the day of the Lord, the judgment on the earth. It, it's not talking about the rapture, so it comes as a thief in the night. It's gonna. So, why would it? Why would it be called a thief in the night? Well, I put three things here. I, I believe that could possibly be because, as a thief in the night, it's gonna be unexpected. We'll talk a little bit more about that. It's gonna come unexpected. Uh, the people on the earth, we're gonna be raptured, and it's gonna be unexpected. The wrath that's gonna be poured out it will be unexpected. As a thief in the night, it'll be unwelcomed. When a thief comes, it's, there's, it's, it's, you're not welcoming them. It's not going to be welcome. They're going to be like, what is this? It's going to be unpleasant. The time's going to be unpleasant for those that are on the earth. 1986, when I was living in Michigan, I bought a, a new sports car, brand new. First time I bought a car off the, at the showroom. I was out at a restaurant. After I ate, I walked out to the parking lot and my car was gone. And I thought maybe I parked somewhere else. I'm like walking around the parking lot, like I could have swore I parked it right here and I'm looking around, maybe I parked it over there and I'm walking around looking for my car. Well, somebody took the car. So I called the police and made a report and waited for quite a while and finally they found my car. It was wrapped around a tree. I guess they said some young kids probably went on a joyride and they just crashed into a tree. Nobody got hurt, I guess, because there was no one there when they found it. But they took my stereo system, they took my speakers, they took personal items, they took my personal stuff in it. I just felt violated. It was, it was unexpected, it was unwelcomed. They didn't come into the restaurant and say, hey, we're gonna steal your car just to let you know. It'd be a lot easier if you give us the keys. They didn't, they didn't, I didn't expect that. It wasn't welcomed. Something I I, I didn't welcome in. It was very unpleasant. felt violated. Like, my personal items, where are they at? And what, you know, know, I had to, you know, follow up on my personal stuff. The day of the Lord will be like that. It'll be unexpected, unwelcomed. It'll be very unpleasant for those that are left behind, not for us as a church. Jesus Christ talking to the dead church of Sardis. Revelation 3.3 3 says, Remember therefore how you have received and heard. Listen to this. This is Jesus talking to a church. This is a, we call this Sardis is a dead church. It's, it's dead. They thought they were alive. They thought this is a great church, but actually this church, according to Jesus, it's a dead church. But listen, it says, remember, therefore, how you have received and heard. And I believe it, how you, you know, the word of God, it went out. And remember that, hold fast and what? Repent. So there's people in the church of Sardis that they don't know Jesus. And so he's talking to those in the church and the majority of those in Sardis saying, repent, turn from your sin, accept Christ as your savior, right? But listen, it's therefore, if you will not watch, being alert, being awake spiritually, watching for the return of Christ, I will come upon you as a what? as a thief and you will not know what hour i will come upon you this is going to the church you get people that say well well, pastor pastor well will the church go in the rapture well let me put it this way the those in sardis if they don't repent they're not going to go into the in the rapture so in other words in in any church in this church it doesn't matter what church you can't it's not going to be well i went to a calvary chapel i should have went in the rapture I went to the Baptist church. I should have been in the rapture. Whatever you might talk about. No, it's in Jesus Christ. You might be in a church. The church doesn't save you. Only Jesus Christ can save you. And once you have Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit living in you, you're, you're, you should have that alertness, that awareness of what's going on. You're, you're awake. You're alive spiritually. You're not dead. You're watching and waiting for him to come at any time. Amen? This was our scripture reading, Matthew 24. And I would always think, and it's still, it kind of, it could be a little bit confusing. I believe this is talking about God's wrath because it refers to the thief. And never, if you, if there's got to be consistency in scripture. There it always has to be consistent. So if a thief is talking about the day of the Lord, the time of wrath, then it has to talk about the same thing here. I would always read this as the rapture of the church. And it says, then two men will be in the field. One will be taken, the other left. I thought, that's the rapture. And it does sound like it. But in context, if you keep reading, I I don't believe, and I'm not going to be dogmatic about this, but because of the consistency of the thief is we're going to look at here. So possibly what I believe that it it means is that uh, there'll be two men in the field. One will be taken, the other left. I think one will be destroyed, taken, die, and the other's going to be left. Why? Half the world's population will be wiped out during the time of the trouble, during the time of tribulation. Check it out. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken; the other left. Watch, therefore, if you do not know what hour the Lord is coming. And it keeps going in context, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief, when is the thief going to come in the night? During the time of tribulation. The thief is going to come during the time of tribulation, not for the rapture of the church. The thief is going to come and take people unexpectedly. It's not going to be welcoming. We'll we'll talk a little bit more about it. And he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the Son of Man is coming in an hour. You will not, you do not expect. It's awfully quiet in here. You guys okay? I know I see some people just thinking, they're like, wait a second. I'm not dogmatic on it. It could be the rapture, but I believe you have to keep everything uh, consistent in scripture. The thief is coming to take. So if it's the thief, it has to be consistent. Jesus doesn't come as a thief to us because then he, he is a thief. He's coming unexpectedly to, to bring devastation in context. So, but if you believe differently, praise the Lord. You can have your own opinion. It could be wrong, and I could be wrong. With, but uh, verse three, when they say peace and safety then sudden destruction comes upon them. As labor pangs upon a woman, we just looked at that in Isaiah, and they shall not escape. Notice when they say, it's going to go on and say you and us, but this is them. When they say, peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them, not us, not you. Thank you, Lord. So this is tricky. Peace and safety, sudden destruction in context. We're talking about the day of the Lord. I personally believe, again, just to bring you know, peace and safety, I believe this is gonna happen at the beginning of the tribulation period. Why? Because at the beginning of the tribulation period, and we'll look at scripture, I'll look at even a timeline, I'll do this without the arrow. So, false peace and safety is going to happen. Revelation 6-2, the rider on the white horse, is going to come with a pseudo-peace. We're going to look at another scripture that talks about that time. There's going to be a short period of time, I believe, there's going to be a short period of time, there's going to be a false sense of security and safety and peace. Why? Because the Antichrist is going to come on the scene. He's going to be a ruler. Uh, He's going to have people worship him and praise him. And they're going to say, who is like this beast? Who is like this leader? No one can make war with him. He's going to be so powerful. This world leader that's going to come on the scene that everyone's just going to worship and praise him except the believers. There's going to be tribulation saints that are going to come to Christ. Matter of fact, we're told that the biggest revival that will ever take place in this world will take place during the time of tribulation. It says that every tongue, tribe, nation, it's going to be a huge revival that's going to take place during the tribulation period. But there's going to be this false sense of peace. Daniel talks about this. In Daniel 8:23, listen to this very carefully. This is talking about the Antichrist. It says, in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressions has reached their fullness, so this is going to talk about the time of tribulation, a king, that's the Antichrist, will shall arise, having fierce features, who understands sinister schemes, his power shall be mighty, but look at this, but not by his, can we say that together? own power. You guys know the Antichrist will be empowered by Satan himself, not by his own power. And he shall destroy fearfully and shall prosper and thrive. He, listen to this, shall destroy the mighty and also the holy. Can we say that? We're told in the book of Revelation that he will have power over the tribulation saints, the holy people. He will have power over them. Through his cunning, he shall cause deceit to do what? Under his rule. Isn't that crazy? Deceit to prosper under his rule. I think it's already started. Deceit is prospering right now. Matter of fact, those of us that teach the Bible and talk against things that are happening, uh, we're, we're banned. We're shadow banned. We're, you can't find us. It's true. Why? They want deceit to prosper. They don't want truth to come out. Interesting. And he shall exalt himself in his heart, this Antichrist, and he shall destroy many, look at this, in their what? Prosperity. He shall destroy many in their prosperity. I believe at the beginning when he comes on the scene, he's going to be mighty. No one can mess with him. The world's looking for a world leader. He's going to finally be this world leader that everybody's looking for. He's going to prosper. And then think of this. Millions upon millions of Christians will be enraptured, raptured, taken out. All our wealth is going to be left behind. So very possibly, he'll take the wealth and he'll just spread the wealth around and just in prosperity, peace and safety, let's, let's just all get along. Let's all be one. Let's have one world. Hey, one world religion. Let's all, that's what they're going to have. One world economy. Let's all, let's all take the mark and we'll be able to buy and sell and we don't have to worry about shortages. We're all going to come together in prosperity. He shall even rise against the prince of princes. That's Jesus. But he shall be broken without human means. No one on the earth will do it. When Jesus Christ comes back, he'll cast him into the lake of fire with the false prophet. As I mentioned, this world is looking right now desperately for a world leader. United States, we're not there. Russia, they're not there. They're desperately looking. Matter of fact, Klaus Schwab uh, said, he tells the global leaders to collaborate for world governance. The time has come for world governance to unite as one and tackle global problems such as climate change, trade, and economic disruption without hindrance or delay, this World Economic Forum leader, the founder and executive, uh, announced on Wednesday. So here he is. He's saying, this is it. This is the time. We need to rise up. So we're ready. We're primed for judgment. How about this? Newsom makes California a sanctuary state for children's sex changes without parent consent. On Thursday, California Governor Gavin Newsom signed into law a piece of legislation that will designate the state as a sanctuary for children and teens seeking medicalized gender transition. This stuff's evil. And this kind of stuff brings judgment upon a nation and upon a country. This is evil. And he wants to run for president. And as his campaign, as you guys know, as I mentioned this two weeks ago, so he has billboards all over the place. And in the one billboard, he says, You need an abortion. California is ready to help. And then he quotes Jesus' words out of Mark 12, saying, Love your neighbor as yourself. This is a great, this is no great, there's no greater commandment than these. Quoting the words of Jesus to kill babies? This is blasphemous. Blasphemous. So Christians all over are disgusted as we are, and it's satanic, it's evil. And it's wrong. Gavin Newsom needs to repent. And if he doesn't, I fear for him. But this kind of stuff, as we look at end times, this kind of stuff is what Jesus Christ is coming to destroy. This evil, he's coming to destroy. And it's wrong. And then we have Putin vows to use any means to defend annexed Ukraine, re, annexed Ukraine regions in new nuke th- uh, threat after the biggest land grab since World War II i find it interesting so he's he keeps saying we're going to nuke you guys we're going to nuke ukraine and we're the ones that the biggest ones that are supporting ukraine right do you think do you know the way to say do you know that russia has the largest arsenal of nuclear weapons than anyone in the world and i'm sure you all know this you know that he's threatening to use them and you know that he's saying that i'm not kidding and do you know that during listen during the time of tribulation when we're gone thank you lord it appears that a nuclear attack will happen. Why? Because during the time of tribulation, Zechariah 14, 12 says, their flesh shall dissolve while they stand on their feet. Their eyes shall dissolve in their sockets and their tongue shall dissolve in their mouths. Back then, what does that even mean? They had arrows and, and <laughs> they didn't have weapons like that back then. Let's go back in our text. You brethren are not in darkness. So remember them, they. Now it says, but you, that's us, brethren, talking to the brothers in Christ, you're not in darkness so that this day, the day of the Lord, should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of the, can we say that? Light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. The the word overtake means to come upon, to lay hold of you. This day won't come upon you. You, as a believer, brethren, it won't take hold of you. We don't have to fear that that's going to happen to us. Amen. But <laughs> what about our loved ones? Lord, save them. Our neighbors, our friends. This is real. This will happen. Nothing can stop it, but you can escape it. Therefore, let us not say that out loud. Sleep? Anybody sleeping here? Let us not sleep as others do. Uh, sleep could also be dead spiritually. They're dead spiritually, they're sleeping. They're, they're not awake, they're not alive. And, and for us, we're not to sleep. So uh, the sleep mean being indifferent or dead to spiritual things. So let us not be that way. Let's not be indifferent to spiritual things. Let us not be dead, let's be alive to spiritual things. Let us be quickened to the things of the spirit, the things of the Lord. So let us not be dead to those things. Let's not be indifferent to those things of the Lord. But let us watch and be, can we say that out loud? Watch and be sober. Let us watch. Let us be sober. Let us not sleep. I put the definition of these words up here just to help us a little bit. So what do we do? How are we to be until that time comes, until the rapture of the church comes? We're going to escape it. We're not going to be a part of it. So let us watch. Let us be alive, spiritually awake. But let us watch means to be alert, awake, vigilant, watching, watching out, excuse me, watching out for the snare of sin. It's like being alert to the things of God, being excited about the things of God, awake to the, and then when the things that are of sin or evil, you're like, whoa, okay, stay away from that. Stay far away from that. But then the interesting, this word sober means a few things. It means being sober-minded, clear-minded, having self-control when it comes to the sin of this world showing sound judgment in all things so you're making good judgment what based on the word of God no we're not going to do that why because the word of God I I don't want anything to do with anything that's a a not right in the word of God you're making sound judgment but also not to be drunk so we're not to be drunk also you know sober-minded when you're drunk you, you don't make good decisions beware of that There's people out there that need to be ministered to. If you're drunk, intoxicated, you're not going to be able to minister to people. Why? Because you're not going to be under the influence of the Holy Spirit. You're going to be under the influence of the alcohol. And to be free from the influences of intoxicants, to be free from the influences of them. So whatever that might be in your life, whatever is making you intoxicated of, of any sort, be, you know, do a, a, an evaluation of your life, if you will, and say, is there anything that I'm intoxicated with? Anything that's, that really gets a hold of me? And so it's said, be free of that. Don't let it take hold of your life. Why? Because be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, is like a roaring lion. He's seeking who he can devour. And and listen, in this game, this battle that we're in with with lives at stake, the enemy is going to try to keep you so preoccupied with yourself or with something that you're not going to be effective for the kingdom. Amen? But also, I like what it it also means to be calm and collected in spirit. That means allow the peace of God to reign in your heart calm and collective don't get riled up don't be fearful to me it seems like the world leaders of today they're trying to motivate people by fear oh you could die if you don't do this fear no no we're to be calm when you have the peace of god ruling your mind and ruling over your heart you can make good decisions do you ever try to make a decision when you're panicked you can't if you're fearful and panicked, you're like, oh, what, what do you do? Oh, I don't know, what are we gonna do? I don't know, what gonna do? It's like, well, we need answers. Well, I don't have an answer. It's like, you start panicking, it's like, stop let the peace of God rule in your heart or rule in your mind he wants to give every one of us peace my peace I give you my peace I leave with you not as the world he has a peace for us that the world can't have we have peace we should stand out in this world listen it's going to get become more fearful there's going to be more things coming down coming our way we don't have to fear why we know we've got the escape plan we're going to the rapture That doesn't mean that we're not going to experience some kind of devastation. I don't know, but we could experience some devastation. Think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel during the time when Babylon took over. They were taken captive, but they were used wherever they went. They weren't fearful, and they sought the Lord, and God used him mightily. So much so, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were very instrumental in Nebuchadnezzar, the world leader of the time, to get saved. Do you know that? Nebuchadnezzar gave his life to God and believed in the true and living God. So as we close, I want to give you these verses that go with this being peaceful and calm. And this should be us every day as believers. Finally, brethren, whatever things are, can we say it? True. Whatever things are, noble. Whatever things are, just. Whatever things are, pure. Whatever things are, lovely. Whatever things are, good. Whatever things of, are of, good report. If there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Think on those things, guys, and the things Paul says to the church in Philippi. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me—these do—and the God of peace will be with you. Amen. So, as we close, a thief in the night. Not for us, as believers, we'll, we'll be taken up in the rapture. For those that are left behind, the thief in the night will come. He'll come, and it'll be unexpected. It'll be unwelcomed. It'll be unpleasant. So, Lord, help us to use us in these days that we're living in to warn people, to let them know that judgment is coming upon this earth. But again, for us, let us be sober. Let us be awake. Let us not sleep. Lord, help and use each and every one of us until the end. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 10:45 a.m., and 12:30 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you.
0: You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of Arbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221 that's 714-788-8221 our new location is at 4121 warner avenue in huntington beach at the beautiful huntington harbor marina now may we continue to go to his throne of mercy as he changes us from glory to glory